Let's flow, and this is my impression of a drill instructor directing a musical. Town hut! Get those tap heels in line and let me see those jazz hands! Are you bundling your home and auto insurance through Progressive? Can you hear me through those sequins? Bundle your home and auto through Progressive and save. Left, left, left and step ball change. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates. Home insurance provided and serviced by other select insurers. SRN Survival Radio Network. Hi, this is Mark Parham, and I want to welcome you to the Cat Builder Talk radio show. News, interviews, and the information you need to start and grow your small business. Real talk with real people talking about issues facing small business in our community today. To listen to past shows, sign up to be a guest, or contact me, go to catbuildertalk.com, or find me on Facebook under Cat Builder Talk. Enjoy the show. Hey, good evening. This is Mark Parham. Welcome to another episode of Cat Builder Talk. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. You know, we're here helping you build the capacity to change your life. And as I say every week, trying to help you walk in your purpose. Starting at the new time of 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As I said, there's going to be some other changes to the show. But I'm just glad you're with me this evening. We've got a great show planned for you. The, talk, the Cat Builder Talk Show is focused on giving you the information you need to make changes in your life because we feel that information is key. With the right information, you can make educated decisions. Tonight, we're going to talk about why black art matters and in investing in our culture. I'm going to have comments from people that actually pitched the Shark Tank this past week. And during the Cat Builder Minute, I'm going to talk to you about how to reduce some of that busy work you have. But before that, the Survival Radio Network Business of the Week is... Coming soon, Surge TV. Be sure to check out the independent film docuseries channel created by Clark Garrison in conjunction with Yupster Media Art and Entertainment Production Company. Surge will be airing on Amazon and Roku this fall. For more information on the programs or if you're an indie director with a viable project, go to www.surgetelevision.com. Let them know Survival Radio Network sent you. Now, tonight's show... Why Black Art Matters and Investing in Our Culture. This is a very important show. Tonight we have Anaj Henderson. He's a managing partner at the Zucott Gallery in Atlanta, Georgia. It's kind of fitting. I'm actually broadcasting from the Apex Museum, also in Atlanta, Georgia, this evening. But we're going to be talking about why Black Art Matters. And he's starting a campaign about getting people to really understand the importance of Black Art. He's going to be talking about that and talking about the great things that are going on at the gallery. But also, as I said earlier, a little bit later, we're going to be bringing on the people from that pitched the shark. You know, I had a tear coming to my eye because, you know, when I walked in, I saw a number of people that I've been coaching over the years ready to pitch the shark and try to take their business to the next level. Now, last week, we had a show about pitching the shark. You know, Brandon Andrews is here. He is one of the people from Value Partners that put on the casting calls for Shark Tank. And he was on our show talking about his story, the work that he's doing for diversity in the Shark Tank, and he actually talked about how to pitch a shark. So if you haven't seen or listened to that show, you can go back, go to catbuildertalk.com and pay attention, take notes, 
because what he's talking about is not only pitching the shark, it's talking about your business. It's just very important. You know, as I, you know, under Cat Builder Marketing, as I mentioned before, the show's going to a new format. Tonight, I'm still sticking to the hour, but eventually I'll be moving to two hours. So I'll be looking forward to having some of your content to let me know. Past events. Well, it was quite a filled week for me. On Tuesday, I was with the Pinkpreneur, Felicia Phillips, their Pinkpreneur Summer Collective. You know, Clark and I were there representing just, just two men in the room, you know, but uh, women got together. They really are planning great things. I'm going to be with her again this Friday coming up at an event she's having. I also spoke at the Empire Board of Realtors. You know, had a great conversation there, just talking about things that the Urban League does to help the community. And then finally on Fridays, a lot of people showed up for the Shark Tank auditions. We had them at, uh, in the morning at Clayton State College University. I had never been out there. It's a very beautiful campus. Then later on in the afternoon, we had them down there. Rodney Sampson's place, uh, Tech Square Labs. That's where I saw most of my people. And on Saturday, I was out there again. I spoke at the Young Professionals of the Urban League had their business boot camp, which they have once a year. That was great. The 70, 80 millennials, millennials were there just talking about how to grow their businesses and how to change their lives. It was just, I was happy to have the opportunity to speak to them. Then on Sunday, I was downtown at Community Collective at Renaissance Park. You know, people just showing up to help the homeless. They were feeding them, clothing them, just providing all kind of information and tools that these people need to change their lives. Just giving, giving a little bit of hope. Coming events, tomorrow night, July 26th at the Urban League, I'll be doing a session on taxes and reporting. You may not want to talk about it, but you need to learn about it. So come on down tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. And then the women from WEAP are holding an event on July 28th from 6 to 8 p.m. The topic is play to win with Gladys Oage. She's going to be speaking. So, man, I tell you what, we have a great show coming up. We're going to be talking about um, just things about art. We're going to be talking about the Shark Tank. You know, matter of fact, before I even do that, I'm going to do that. We're going to talk about Shark Tank right now. I'm not going to go to break. I'm going to bring these people in. I'm going to start first with Miss Jennifer Hines Burdett. Jennifer, how you doing this evening? I am wonderful, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I wasn't going to go to break. I said, no, nah, we need to. We need to start with this, get everybody warmed up. So That's how right. was your experience how how was your experience on the Shark Tank? Pitching the Shark Tank. Well, it's been a joy. It was it was phenomenal, really. I mean, you you see it on T V but you just say, No, I'll never get there. But um thanks to the Urban League and yourself, Mark, I am able to pitch to the Shark Tanks on Friday. And it was just nervous, a little nervous. But when you are for sure about your business and you love what you do, right. and one of the things that Brandon talked about was being passionate about your business, it's not hard for you to do. So what business did you pitch? Let me hear your little 60-second or 90-second pitch. Can you do it again? Okay. <laughs> Um, I am Jennifer Hines Burdett. I am the CEO and founder of the Respite House, Inc. The Respite House, Inc. is a service for caregivers. I think that caregivers are not taking care of themselves that well. And the Respite House allows caregivers to bring their loved ones 
up to two weeks to get a rest or take a vacation. It provides socialization to people of their own peers. It keeps people from being institutionalized by spending a night at the respite at an institution like a facility or something. You know, but the respite house is a service that all caregivers are going to love. All right. All right. So did, how did they like Did they like it? Um, the young lady said she had never heard of such a uh, uh, business, and she would really try to get my business down on Friday, which I have claimed the ticket already. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> And when I went to pitch for well, the shark to the sharks, I didn't know whether, you know, I've watched shows where they say you didn't pitch for enough, you don't need enough money, or you asking for too much money. I asked for what is needed for your business to get up and go. I asked for four hundred thousand right. dollars, and I do believe in it. Uh, all right, all right. Well, if we can't get you know, it, I was trained by the best for you to get it to. All right. All right, Jennifer. <laughs> Thanks for coming out tonight. I appreciate I thank you, you for you. having me, Mike. Get that money for you. All yes, right. sir. I thank you so much right. for having me. All right, we'll talk with you later. Yes, thank you. All right. My next, the next guest I'm gonna bring on is McKinley Washington. How you doing, man? Mark, I'm doing great. How you doing, brother, man? I'm doing all right, man. So uh, you got a chance to pitch the shark. I haven't seen you in a while, but you showed up ready to pitch. So tell me, how did it go for you? Um, me, personally, I felt real good leaving the uh, after my pitch. It, it was just more so that, um, you know, I, once I seen, because I, I basically changed my format after hearing Brandon give us the little points of how, how to pitch and, you know, the good way to, to go about the, you know, talking to the casting agent was just more so kind of have like a, a conversation. So, I, I you know, I was more mm-hmm. so prepared with numbers and stats and, you know, th- things of that nature. And I knew that I wouldn't have been able to get get, get all that in, in in my little, you know, 60-second uh, window. So basically, I just had a conversation with her. I said, "Hey, you know, today's uh, business. Uh, you know, uh, every everybody, the world's moving more mobile. So I I incorporated something to help small business owners and real estate investors <clears throat> access capital right directly from their mobile device. MobileBusinessLoan.com is the fastest and easiest way to get approved for over 30 types of small business and real estate." type financing directly from your mobile device. We've taken the time to seek out over a database of over 3,000 lenders that can fund anything from a startup to a multi-million dollar commercial loan. So basically we, 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 made, we made the process seamless for those out there uh, looking for financing. So we kind of had a little dialogue. Uh, you know, it, it was just more so a kind of a little, you know, particular dialogue. She asked me a, she asked me a few questions. I was actually surprised. Uh, um, she asked me a few questions. Uh, she was definitely interested in, in the concept. Uh, the, the the one thing that was funny was the uh, lending tree comparison came up, and uh, you know she was mm-hmm. more so, uh, "What's going to separate you from something like lending tree?" And I said, "Well, other than the fact that lending tree is a kind of a 
in direct third party. We, 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 mobilebusinessloan.com puts you in direct with the actual funding source. And on top of it, you're going to have a handsome okay. young man such as myself following up on you. So that's, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. She, 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 like, she right. likes that one, too. <laughs> All right. So, All right, man. So, yeah, it, it definitely went pretty all. good. Um, and I, I, I could tell, uh, and, and just uh, even the uh, first uh, young lady that you had, Miss Jennifer Hines, I want to thank her as well because, you know, I came in there real nervous, and she brought that positive energy. And hey, I'm gonna do yes, it, and yes, you can yes, do it yes, too. Yes. Or you gotta claim yes. it. And I, you know, she yes. she she, she kind of yes. gave me the little spark that I needed to get me going too. So I, I definitely appreciate her as as well. It, you know, it's funny it was, when I came uh, in there, uh, you guys were sitting near each other. It's funny you guys were sitting near each funny. other. And all those people. <laughs> when we came in, because we already were talking, and then you came in, and you know. We know each other for you know quite some time now, and when you shook my hand, I looked back. Everybody was looking like, "Oh, he must got the fix in," you know, <laughs> like the fix is in already. Because <laughs> me, me and you were the only ones joking, real calm, like you know, right. you know, I had to right. smile on my face, right. and they're like, "Oh, he must got the fix in," like you know what I'm saying? He knows this guy, and I was like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> But yeah, overall, man, it was a great experience, and and I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, you guys, just got to get out there and do more of it, man. Every every pitch thing you see, you need to be out there, man. Very true. Very right, true. Man, Very well, true. So thanks. Well, well, thanks for coming out. Uh, and thanks for staying true to the game, man. You you stay true uh, all these years, man. You ain't let up. <laughs> hey, Mark, you're my man, good. so you already exactly. know. Any, anytime you need me for a favor. Or, or any anything of the right. sort. So you know, just keep keep me in mind and, and let your uh, uh, right. your your fans and your and your your listening base know. Mobilebusiness.com is the uh, fastest and easiest way to get approved from real estate or small business financing right from their mobile device. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. All right, you I appreciate on. you as well. All right, I'll, I'll stay plugged right. in on the show and uh, have a good show. All right. Okay. All right. And my last guest this evening. It's gonna be yeah, the Randall Ross. Randall, how you doing, man? Hello, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Well, you heard everybody else. So how was your experience? Oh yeah. Well, first off, you know the uh, whole concept of Shark Tank is really a uh, fantastic idea. Um, great program. I love watching it myself. Um, you know, in order, I believe, for um, America, especially African-Americans, you know, we should really pay attention to, uh, you know, the possibilities of um, enterprise and uh, entrepreneurship in America, because I do, for one, believe that is is truly the answer to, uh, you know, our woes in this country. So, you know, until we have uh, some sort of um, economic strength, then, you know, we're going to continue to be marginalized in uh, every facet of our society. But anyway, this is a great show. It was uh, a good experience uh, pitching as well. So what did you pitch? Can you talk about it? You got to keep it a secret. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you know, no problem. I have a provisional patent on my product. So what it is is a uh, 
flag product, and uh, it's an illuminated flag. Uh, it can be scaled to any size. The entire flag lights up. It waves as a normal, regular flag does, but uh, the entire uh, flag itself is, is brilliantly lit. So it's a great product. Okay. Uh, again, it can be scaled to any size, and uh, I think I did a good job, you know, pitching um you know, the uh, woman who was the producer, uh, she uh, particularly liked uh, the product itself. Uh, she said that she liked my energy and she said that, you know, <clears throat> being, um, you know, personable was a big part of it because it is television. So, you know, you do have to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, come across uh, effectively on TV. So, you know, I'm sure that uh, weighed uh, in my favor as well. So, all right. All right, well, I think you did a good job, too. You guys were in there, you, McKinley, you guys were up first. You know, you guys were the first ones in there, so that was a pretty good look. Yeah, so, that was great. Yeah, that was a fantastic yeah, thing, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah we're well, looking we at... Uh, we need to start having our own Shark Tank. So, oh, yeah, well, it, it makes sense, you know. Yeah. That is certainly something uh, I'd be interested in. You know, assisting uh, other uh, business folk in pursuing their dreams. So that's something we need to talk about. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thanks for coming out. Give us your little take on the event. I just wanted people to hear what it was like. A lot of people are just kind of curious as to how it goes. So, man, I appreciate it. It was you. a great experience. And, uh, uh, yeah, sure. Right. Okay, thank you very All much. All right, man. Uh, okay, bye-bye. Now, I tell you what, people, uh, it was just so cool watching them do what they did, all right? I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to break, and when I come back, I'm going to switch things up. Normally, I go to my cat bill a minute, but the young man I had waiting to come on the show to talk about why Black Eyed Matters, he's a traveling man, and he's pulling over and waiting for me. I don't want to keep him held up too long, so when I come back from this break, I'm going to bring on Mr. Nigeria Henderson from the Zucar Galleries. We're going to be talking about why Black Art Matters and investing in our culture. This is Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk, real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. I'll be back in a moment. Honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. The traditional light bulb. A groundbreaking invention in 1879. It's time we switch to longer-lasting Energy Star light bulbs. They're more efficient than the old bulbs, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. And they cut down on our energy costs. Because in our own groundbreaking age, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You feel petrified. You're struggling with your mortgage payments. Not knowing what to do. 
you do nothing. But if you do something, you're far more likely to get the most positive outcome. Making Home Affordable is a free government program. Call 888-995-HOPE to talk one-on-one with a housing expert about your options. Call 888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Survival Radio Network. Welcome back to Cap Builder Talk with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. Hey, this is Mark Parham, and I'm back. I want to talk about I'm going to set the stage for our conversation this evening. I found this great article. It seemed like a very old article. It was called The Cultural Importance of the Arts, written by Suzanne K. Langer. You know, it starts out saying every culture develops some kind of art as surely as it develops language. Some primitive cultures have no real mythology or religion, but all have some art. Dance, song, design, sometimes only tools of the human body. The dance, above all, seems to be the oldest elaborated art. It fits better with the conviction that held by most artists that art is the epitome of human life, the truest record of insight and feeling, and the strongest military or economic society without art is poor in comparison with the most primitive tribe of savage painters, dancers, and idol carvers. Art is, indeed, the spearhead of human development, social and individual. The growth of new art, or even great, and radically new style always bespeaks a young and vigorous mind, whether collective or single. So what sort of thing is art that it should play such a leading role in human development? So tonight we're going to talk about that. I'm going to welcome to the show at this point Mr. Onaje Henderson of the Zucat Galleries here in Atlanta, Georgia. Onaje, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, I want to bring you on quick because Kibley uh, said you go pull over for me. You said you go yeah. over. <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> I got you in here. Uh, you know, it's so well, interesting. When I, when I get ready to do different shows, you know, when I get ready to do different shows, I have to do research on it. You know, and I've always loved art and things like that, but I didn't realize the, such the importance of it. You know, and yes. uh, I'm glad that we really had you on. So, so I want to give you a moment to introduce yourself, and uh, then we'll start the conversation. Okay. My name is Onaja Henderson. So I am, okay, I'm Onaja Henderson. I'm a partner at the Zucat Gallery, uh, where we specialize in original works of art, uh, primarily by African-American artists. Uh, we are the largest African-American art gallery in the Southeast, and our goal is to educate uh, and also sell work um, by professional living African-American artists, um, along with my partners, Omari Henderson and Troy Taylor. Uh, we do from educational seminars uh, uh, with co- corporations uh, to 
monthly events that we host at the gallery at the gallery called Art Tastings, um, where we talk about collecting, how to collect, why to collect, but not what to collect. We're really trying to make an impact on our community. And we also um, are now working in partnership with, um, with some public schools as well and charter schools uh, for field trips for, for students uh, to see um, this part of um, of culture and to, to see a different voice than you typically see at some of the larger institutions. Wow. You know, it's, it's interesting you say you, you mentioned a partnership you have with the school system because they don't have art in school any longer. You know, you said they right. have art classes, but they don't have anything now. So how are you yeah, taking out a lot of schools? coming in to talk about art? Oh, they are, are very, they very, you know, to? very much so. They, um, you know, it's funny. We, we, we do a lot of field trips in the gallery as well. And um, first of it is a couple of things. Um, for a lot of these kids, they don't associate art or anything like that with anybody black, and especially somebody mm-hmm. um, that is, uh, that you know, that, that is fairly young. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the major things that ends up happening as well. So, um, and that's for all races. Um, they come into the gallery, in particular in the inner, inner city in, in Atlanta, uh, also having some of these uh, young black and brown children see somebody who looks like them in a place like the gallery um, is also, mm-hmm. it, it, it creates a statement. So if, before the art is even taken in, it's, it's the type of messages that you can send to a child uh, that are so important that, yes, we do own things. Yes, we do sell art. Yes, this art is expensive. You know, and, and and people are buying it, and so it's all all those little things that are, that are also important come in before we even begin to talk about the work, and then we'll tie start tying the work into music, or we'll tie the work into various topics. We've had mm-hmm. um, a dance camp, for example, come recently um, through Dance Canvas. They came in and and they looked around, and then we began to talk about how these um, these narratives played out. Um, not only in in through music, but also through art. So you can take one song, for wow. example, you can take a song written by Miles Davis, um, Blue and Green. Now my father is one of the artists in the gallery. So my father, Aaron Henderson, his, he has he did a painting based off Blue and Green. Now what we also talked to the mm-hmm. kids about was saying, okay, if this is a if this is a dance camp, you can now listen to that song and create a dance from. The song. So, in other words, once wow. you like art is something that can continue to live forever through different interpretations off of one idea or one memory, um, and the memory doesn't have to be your own. So you're a storyteller, and that's the that's the import that's the importance of it. Wow, you know, now tell me this. So the kids come in there, they see it. Pat, can you see that it really, after the exposure, it really changed their viewpoint or maybe themselves and what they're capable of? Almost oh, definitely. You know, it's funny. We're all engineers, um, my business partners and I. We're, mm-hmm. I'm a mechanical engineer. My brother's a chemical engineer. And Troy, our other business partner, is aerospace engineer. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we come into the space, we talk about all these other types of things. So, you know, you can literally go into a gallery and you can go from science to English, to math, to history, every aspect is in that gallery. And so when you talk to children about all this stuff, you know, you can really see the difference in the world that's beginning to turn because we talk about other things. Like how much do you think it costs for a gallery to, to stay open? 
how, how much do you think mm-hmm. this painting costs? So you start talking about these other things, and you start seeing these little these little eyes light up. And so what they thought they were just okay. doing initially, uh, they realized that maybe maybe I can have a career in, as an artist, or there's another viable business that I could possibly work in. So those, those are the other parts of it. And mm-hmm. also then from the other side, they'll say things like, I can't wait one day to have a painting on the wall. And that's that's leaps and bounds ahead of some wow. of our of people in the city who can't afford art now. And that's what we're trying to do, just trying right. to crack that because, you know, there's so much intimidation when it comes to art. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to demystify this whole art collecting process so you can feel comfortable, well, so you don't feel comfortable. You don't, don't feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry? Let's move to the adults. Now, how many of them, you know, we're talking about exposure for children, but prior to that, no, the same exposure to a lot of adults from the standpoint of really understanding, you know. Well, let's talk about this first. I, when I start to talk about the importance of art in our culture, mm-hmm. uh, you've been at it a long time. So let's, let's talk about the importance of why art exists and why people should really pay close attention to it and try to collect it. Okay. So when you think about um, art, um, a, number of, a number of ways, if you can't point back to a civilization that they don't look at the artwork to, te- to see and tell the story of how someone lived. We call them artifacts at this point, but when they were created, they were simply art. And so that's one thing. These are the storytellers of our time. And as a collective, you become a custodian of culture. Um, and if you really think about that, there are, still war, there are still legal battles being fought right now for the artwork from World War One and World War Two. Mm-hmm. And so you, when you think of when – when you, when you put that into to context – there's not only an intrinsic value, but there's also a value to it, a cash value to it as well. And so one of the reasons why we came up with the idea of doing the art tasting, which does educate adults about collecting, is because I can ask most African-Americans, most people in general, name, you know, name five artists, and they'll begin to spit out five European artists. Now, I'm asking an African-American to name five African-Americans, and most of us can't. And what that says about it is that, all right, so there is something that we need to correct there because we can't mm-hmm. tell like, – I can't tell you who the greats are who look like me. And that's and, and, wow. and from, a, from, a, from an investment standpoint, that's a lot too because the works have value, real value to them as well. And so we're missing out on that aspect also. So which ones, when you say name the African-American artists, which which are the top two or three that they all know? They always know, they always know for, as far as the Hall of Renaissance, it's going to be uh, Elizabeth Catlett. You know, you of course you have your Jacob Lawrence, your Charles White. Um, right. And then and then it, the list starts teeing her off, and then it starts getting to some print artists and some other artists. But a lot of times you hear those names. You hear uh, Romare Bearden. Um, and mm-hmm. but once again, these are artists who are uh, no longer with us, and it's important to remember that a lot of times okay. the the people collect these 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 artists they collect their contemporaries while they were still alive, and that's important because price points mm-hmm. change once an artist passed away. Okay, gotcha. So it's better to buy it while they're living is what you're saying, you know, and yes. uh, because once. I think everyone knows that artwork goes on good times, you know. But, uh, right. That's about it. 
Well, you know, it's funny too. You know, it's funny too is that art, you know, because art appreciates and value. You ever wonder what happens to it? So, it's one of the few investments you can make where you can actually directly affect the value of a piece. And 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 there's no other investment like that. And you see it all the time. You ever wonder why a Picasso is three hundred million dollars, for example? It's not because Picasso put that on his. Uh, on 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 the price sheet before he passed away, it's it's what somebody's willing to pay for something in the marketplace or at auction, mm-hmm. and so there's a whole different conversation there. Where if you, you really start thinking, then you start realizing the gaps that we have. So then, are there any African American owned fine art auctions? And there are there there may be one or two, but when you look at Sotheby's and when you look at the larger um, auction houses who are also selling the work of African-American artists, A, a lot of times the original owners of the work are not African-American, and, number, and B, a lot of times the buyers aren't, or if they are, you, you're now getting for a price that is far more than what it initially was worth if someone would have bought it or purchased it back then. So I think traditionally we deal, we're also dealing with something where we're waiting for someone else to validate that we create. And once it's validated, so when you then we do want your, it. But at that point, you missed it. Right. So you do your art tastings. How receptive are people to these new concepts that you're pitching at them about art appreciation and the value, significant, you know, monetary value, and to be able to purchase it? And it's like an investment. Uh, how receptive are people? It's actually been great. It's actually been something that we've been able to do that has increased the number of. I'd say we've we've. Um, over the years, we've we've had more collectors under the age of forty than I can say than probably most galleries. Um, and art, what art tasting does is not just talking from that standpoint, but you're really talking to an artist. An artist leads the conversation. We talk about materials, why paintings cost what they cost, paper costs, everything. So you understand it from from the base level, and so then it begins to make sense to you. And we and let's face it, you you know a lot of times I, I, never, I always tell this story. I had a client once who came into the gallery, and she said these paintings are expensive. And at the time, she was looking at a fairly inexpensive piece. I mean, the piece was eighteen hundred dollars. And I looked at her, and as she was saying that, I was you know just looking at how she was dressed. She was a very uh very nice. She was very nicely dressed, and and I looked at her and I said, well, you you have on a, what a four thousand dollar handbag, so. When we start talking about what's expensive, let's really let's really have a, a apples to apples conversation. Right. You know, one thing you may wow. not have next year. It's, it's more about making it relative. I think is more is more of the issue. It's not that we can't afford it. It's more about where we place it as far as order of importance and what's important to us. And all I'm saying is that if we if we don't need to be even pushed. It's just need to, we need to know what's on the table. And so it's not saying that you shouldn't buy those other things. It's just saying consider this as well. It must it must really be important. I got a friend of mine over here talking about, you know, everybody moving to tiny houses and downsizing. He says he can't. And I said, why? Right. I got too much art. Okay. You know, he's like, whatever going to do art. I have a collector <laughs> right now who's building another wing on his house because he said he needs more wall space. Wow. So this collection can get into uh, enormous amounts of investment, I want to say, because it is an investment. It is an investment, but at the same time, let's not forget that intrinsic value at some point. It's just it, – it is something it, – it, there's a few things. Number one, 
you're supporting artists and galleries and institutions mm -hmm. that keep this going. Uh, but also, there's an intrinsic value, like paintings and artwork make you they can have a they can have a, a, a wonderful effect on you. Like they make you feel good. You know, you see a piece, you right. feel good. Yeah, you're right. It's something you can pass down. Right. If you had a you know, I I've had um I've had uh clients ask a request commission works for deceased family members, for example, and when they've gotten a the piece, they're like it's like the person is in the room again. My nieces know my great grandfather because of a painting that's on the wall of my great grandfather. And they refer to it as Granddaddy Herschel. So what it does is, is there, there's another value to it that a lot of times we 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 we, we often forget. You know, I think in, in our generation and in, in our time now that we kind of forget about those things that really do matter as well. And so you first, the first thing you do when you collect art is you buy what you like, and everything else comes after that. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. We, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you know? How do you figure out what to buy? You know, uh, you can buy what you like. Uh, Right, because we try, we kind of make it overcomplicated. Like, so when you go and buy a suit, you don't have to know how to make a suit to buy the suit, right? You buy you buy the suit that you right, like. Right. What happens for some reason right. with That's art, right. whereas we think we have to be we think we have to be experts for some reason, and we don't. You know, it's it's more like, do you like it? Is it in your price range? And so what we do is we give you the tools during art tasting to say, okay, I know this is this quality. I know it's worth this much. And as far as the when I say worth at this point, I mean I know that I'm uh, I'm I'm sure that the materials are are good materials that this artist is using. I trust this gallery. I know I'm getting the proper paperwork. All those types of things, so you feel confident confident in your purchase. Gotcha. And it really must be something to you know. It, you know, I consider myself a little minor. You know, I took a little drawing class at Emory University, drawing from the right side of the brain, and I actually enjoyed it as a pastime. But I really still did not get into. You know, I love museums. But I did not get into the whole uh, aspect of purchasing art. You know, I think so. I mm -hmm. need to be front and center at your, your next art tasting. I need to. We love to have you. You know, start. Yeah, you know, I, I'd even love to really have an event. A lot of my listeners, maybe I need to have an event there uh, so that people can come and find out what you got going on. I mean, I'm here at the Apex Museum every day, just appreciating the historical art that we have here. But you have mm -hmm. more contemporary stuff that you know I have, and um, that has to be really something to see the talent. That's what I really like about it to see the talent and the skills that people are. I have a couple of friends that are fantastic artists, and it's just funny when I visit them. Sometimes I see this blank canvas come back, you know, thirty days later, and it's alive. Okay, right, like, right. Wow. Right, you know, it's, it's, it's a, a true talent. It's a, it is a true talent. These these these, yeah. these guys are amazing. Yeah. So, how do people, you know, find out more about the, you know, the gallery and one of your tastings and you know what's your regular schedule or how does that how, how do they find out more about that? Uh, they can visit our website at zucotgallery.com, Z-U-C-O-T, gallery.com. Um, and we are located at the corner of Centennial Olympic Park Drive and Chapel Street. So we're right at the very beginning of Castleberry, right down from the CNN Center and across the street from the new stadium that they're building. So we're right in the middle, of, uh, we're right, well, we're right downtown, and um, we are, um, the next art tasting is set for August 6th. And they typically for are from one p.m. Yeah, at uh, beginning at one p.m. We start the conversation about one thirty, 
And they can always join our mail list by going to the, the website zukaigallery.com and and they can they can join our website from there. They can go to the contact page, or there's a typically an automatic toggle that'll come up that'll ask you to join our mail list. And from there, they'll get invites to all of our upcoming events and uh, a number of the things that we um, that we host. You know, I, I think it's interesting too. And Kimberly, you know, talking about having you on the show, she was talking about you guys are starting a, a movement. You know, art matters. Black art matters. So. Is this kind of a, are you really going to try to really push this out there to get people to really uh, understand what it is there about art and the importance of it in our culture? Because I, I think that particularly right now, um, with everything that's going on, we've kind of lost focus of where we're at. And I, I think it's important to really push forth a movement to get people to understand it. So I'd be more than willing to give articles or information and, you know, events that you're having. I want you please to send them to me so I can start sending out the information because I just think this is so important. Um, I definitely will. I, definitely actually, will. I want to ask you, your social media, what, what, what are, how do people mm-hmm. catch up with you on social media? We're uh, on pretty much all platforms from Twitter to Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Snapchat at Zucat Gallery. Zucat uh, all Gallery. one word, Zucat Gallery. Yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I might need to come over there and help you do some videos or something because the information you have, uh, maybe do some short videos or do something just to parcel this information out because it is so important, especially when I think about our culture, uh, one of the issues I think we're facing right now is we have a generation that kind of doesn't know where it came from. Right. And um, right. and I think the only way they can find out is through art. Okay. Right. And, it, and you know what's funny is that story. it's funny because a lot of times we look at, um, you know, I, 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 every day you know, in that gallery, we have an opportunity and the ability to, to, to speak directly to uh, – uh, a a perception or a um, or an idea or just an experience that let's just face it the the the, the mass or majority of public does not see. So if you're speaking about something from an African American point of view, typically you can say things and people can can say something else to contradict you. You know they, they, they you know during uh, I watch all these different debates on TV um, and you know watch how people can go back and forth. The one thing about art that I love is that it is its own opinion, and you can't argue with it. You can respect it. You can like it. You can not like it, but it's there. But it's there, and I appreciate it about it. It's one of the last few places where you can actually express yourself, and you can make statements, and those statements are very much so needed, and they're real, at least for that artist who created it. And so our goal is to go through, find the ones that we feel are the most relevant, find the ones at the same time that we think are um are important are important to be seen, and let's not forget we are a business, so that also can be sold because you know that's one major difference between a, a gallery and a museum is the fact that all the work that we have on display is for sale, and so we're encouraging everyone to become custodians of culture and and to collect, and um, the importance of it is it, it has far greater um, importance than I think sometimes we recognize. I just had a client from Iowa come down um 
he was telling me, he said, man, I'm in a, you know, I'm in a predominantly white area, and I have two black little girls, and they need to see images of themselves at least at home. And so he, he went after pieces mm-hmm. that were of strong young women. And so he said, if they don't see it anywhere mm-hmm. else, they'll see it in the house. And so gotcha. there's, there's value to it, you know, far greater than we can, uh, wow. we can even um, understand, I think, at times. One one quick question, I'll let you go. You and all your co-founders are all engineering, analytical, you know, one plus one equals two. You know. <laughs> How did you guys flip over into this creative world of art? I mean, was it something from a youth? Or what, how did you make that transition? Because normally that's just, <laughs> I mean, well, you know, activity and all that stuff. <laughs> right. What's, what's funny is that we just uh, my, my brother and I. I can definitely speak for us. The the two of us. We we've always been able to do both. So we've always I've always um okay. I've always I've always written uh, um, pieces and I've, I've been painting and drawing since I was since I was really young. As I, as I mentioned, my father's an artist, but he's also an electrical engineer. So I guess we've been able to work that, that uh, okay. both sides of the brain for a long time. <laughs> And uh, we also, you know, from a and from, and from a business standpoint, we saw a hole. Here we are in Atlanta, the one of the blackest cities in America, and there are only like three or four African American mm-hmm. galleries. And so, what does that say about the people here? Like, we have so many African Americans here, but we're not we're not even looking for our own culture and identity. So we right. have to right. figure out ways right. to do it. So, for just just from a sheer business standpoint, that was that. But we also have <laughs> we also got it honest. And so we we do use both, and I think the analytical side has helped us out so much as well. All right. Well, I tell you what, my brother. You know, I'm I'm the same way. I uh, I grew up as an engineer, but I'm a musician and I draw. So I just was curious how y'all got it. But I grew up in a household <laughs> of music, so uh, but it's, you know, so I'm sure people got to cock their heads. But actually, when I read your bios online, I was like, huh. <laughs> right. Okay. What's what's the transition? We've been around. We've been around our entire <laughs> lives. <laughs> right. You go for the theory of relativity to unrelative. Okay. Right. So it don't happen right. much. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be a perfect circle. Okay. You know. So. Well, man, I know you're on the road. I appreciate you stopping and having a conversation with me. As I said, make sure, you know, Kimberly gets me anything that you guys have that you want me to put out. Uh, love to have Great, it. thank you. I'd even love to have you guys do a segment on the show. I'm trying to take my show to a longer format, so maybe we can do an art education segment. Where oh, we can come on and talk about some, okay. Well, let's get together and talk about it, man. But I appreciate you taking the time to pull over on your, your role. You say you're going to New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, heading down to New Orleans. That's right. You taking the time. All right. No problem. I'll thank right, you so much, brother, Mark. So when you get back, we'll get together and uh, let's see if we can work something out. Most definite. Thank you. All right, man. Take it easy. I tell you what, people. You got to understand that it's it's so important that we pay attention to what some of the things that he was saying about um, just being able to understand what our history is and what it is and what it means to us. So this is my car ham. I'm a little break. When I come back, I'm going to do my cat in a minute. Uh, you know what? I'm going to come back and just kind of wrap the show up, let you guys go early tonight. 
Hey, you screw the night tonight. So I'll be back after this commercial, and I'm going to wrap up. And But you listen to Mark Fire and Cat Builder Talk. We are talk with real people talking about real issues. Take a small business. I'll be back in a moment. Welcome to Ladybug's Glamorous Spa and Boutique. We are a mobile spa business providing top quality services to young girls ages 5 to 18. We offer a variety of glamorous, all-natural services and treatments, and it is our mission to promote self-love and self-confidence. Young ladies, always remember, before you can soar, you must learn to FLY. First, to love yourself. Visit our website for more information on how you can book a custom spa party today at www.ladybugspas.com. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. Do you? All right, this is Mark Pyle. Wrapping up the show for tonight. Can't build a talk. Had a great conversation about art. We had a great conversation with these people that pitched the shark. <laughs> I did a little ride. Anyways. I always appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me. I love when I send stuff out that you like what I do on Facebook. You like what I do on social media. Got a lot more in store for you. I just can't wait to get this new format started. So until the next encounter, you enjoy your life and walk in purpose. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cap Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark E. Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business today. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. We hope you enjoy the show. Fashion emergency hotline. Help! My mom doesn't think I need to go back to school. You have to go to school. It's the law. You didn't let me finish. She doesn't think I need to go back to school shopping. That should be a law. Go to Old Navy. You'll be voted best dressed before school even starts. Old Navy? Yes. Right now, kids' clothes are up to 60% off. 60% off? Yeah. The hallway will be your runway. They have awesome graphic tees, colorful active gear, and jeans start at just $10. Now you're talking. Thank you. Don't thank me. Thank Old Navy. Balance 728-92. Select styles only.